This is the War Room Roundtable podcast, the show that takes you around the world to share interviews with some of the most successful and relevant businessmen and women on the planet, hear their stories, and get the most important business lessons they've learned on the road to success, and get exclusive advice on how to implement their successes into your life and business. The War Room Roundtable is brought to you by your hosts, Jason Miller, CEO of Strategic Advisor Board, and Philip Llanos, CEO of Own the Rhythm, and former podcast host for Entrepreneur and Inc. Magazine. Welcome to the War Room. It's a pleasure to have you on. Uh, we're having some fun here before we hit record. I hope you're having a good day. I'm having a great day. It's Friday in Florida. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, this is great. Uh, it sounds like a good weekend's about to take place. Um, with that said, we are happy to have you here. Uh, I see that you have a background in real estate, education, and uh, I want to I want to make sure to dive into that. And one of our first questions to ask here, traditionally on the show, is: Do you yourself come from a family of entrepreneurs or business owners? No, I don't. I came from. Uh... My dad was a truck driver. I got to drive truck with him. And uh, I still hold a CDL license, actually, just because he said, Trisha, whatever you do, don't ever let your CDL license expire. So (laughs) here I am 35 years later, 30 years later, still renewing my CDL license just in case I need to haul some cattle to Wyoming or something. Um, So, I mean, I guess in that that aspect, uh, you know, he was pretty entrepreneurial. You have to be entrepreneurial to go own your own truck and have a fleet of trucks. But, you know, just just a normal, well, there is no such thing as normal just really a middle-class background, you know, just very rural, very real, very salt of the earth. And uh, you see and hear things that are just from common people. So when it comes to not putting on airs, we're good. (laughs) I'm just going to tell it like it is. Hey, Um, that's, that's, that's the way. Um, I love that because uh, I don't often get to talk about like my on my mom's side, my grandpa no longer with us, but he was also a, a truck driver, and I went once with him across country, and it is an experience I will never forget. Uh, <laughs> truck driving is not for everyone; it's hard work. It really is long hours. Uh, the way stations are public enemy number one. You name it, you know what I mean. So I uh, I I can appreciate that background, and so it's interesting that you've got this rolling, and then. Uh, you step into real estate. Now, was this a choice that sort of just came your way or was it intentional? So real estate chose me. Um, The short synopsis went like this. When my dad had his heart attack, I was the oldest and there I was driving big truck with him and had plenty of time to dream up how I'd like my world to be, you know, young and in my twenties. And that's when I met my um, ex-husband. And from there, you know, when we moved to Orlando, it was setting out my course and what was going to happen. And everybody used to say, Trisha, you make a great teacher. You should be a teacher. You should be a teacher. Well, I'm analytical. And really it wasn't until after, um, marriage and kids, it really chose me. 
I mean, there was just one of those things that you have to survive. You have to figure out how you're going to, you know, manage with two kids and really nothing. And, you know, I really downplay that a lot, but literally it was a hundred dollars and whatever fit in my PT cruiser. I'm not kidding. And so got myself a little apartment and said, okay, well, you have one choice. And wherever you go, somebody would say, oh, you're going to be fine. You're resilient. Oh, you've got a great personality. You're well-spoken. You're going to be just fine. (laughs) Let me tell you what, going into real estate is not for the faint of heart. Mm -hmm. In fact, over 50% of the people who go to get their real estate license, only half of them pass their exam the first time. A lot of them have to repeat it over and over until they finally get it. And then everybody says, oh, but that exam, that really doesn't mean anything. And they, you really don't use anything on your exam and everything that you learn, which is kind of, well, it's totally false because I teach it now. So I went from getting into real estate to then be real estate sales associate, real estate broker. Um, I had an opportunity to do some amazing developments with a team. He was a civil engineer and I traveled with him. So we designed assisted living facilities. I was able to learn design engineering, um, cost basis, uh, cost accounting for building and construction. And I really learned it from the ground up. So it was fun because there was a lot of travel. Um, We got to see amazing things come up out of the ground. And so that really developed a love for land and development. And that just really spun into more and more education. And um, yeah, uh, now today, fast forward. um, So still licensed real estate instructor, uh, broker associate now with EXP. I had my own brokerage firm for quite some time. I had an independent uh, boutique residential firm and a commercial firm. So I had two separate firms. And then when EXP came along, Um, it just made sense. It made it so much easier to grow a team because then I didn't have to do everything. So um, now I'm dealing a lot in land and development. We've got some really big things coming up uh, out of the ground, literally out of the ground, 187 acres out on one side of town and then clear over on the coast. We've got another 20 acres that's really going to impact the city of Edgewater, Florida. I mean, this is just a story of like the the real deal entrepreneur, right? I mean, let's go back to that PC Cruiser moment, right? Like you, you just pulled yourself up by your bootstraps and said, well, here I go. And while everyone was handing out, you know, uh, confidence parties as you will, you'll be all right. <laughs> you know, we all know that the truth was nothing was okay at that moment. And you pushed through and that grit, no one can teach. That is a part of being an entrepreneur that no one can teach. Yeah. I, I, I don't, I'm not even sure I have that much grit, keeping it real. I mean, you have some real grit and that is something that you cannot teach. You, you did not have permission to fail and you made sure that you succeeded. And I, I just think that's something to, to laud, you know, and at, you have all these new, you know, certifications and you're educating and you still have your CDL license. <laughs> <laughs> I can you know? still say, forget all this. I'm just going to go back and drive on the road and write books, hey. which I have thought about. <laughs> uh, it is, it is, 
it looks pretty good to me. I get it. <laughs> um, so, wow, what a journey. And now you're out here developing what sounds like commercial level real estate. Is this accurate? So, yeah, it, most of what's going on right now is multifamily or single family residential communities. Um but next week, the next thing's going to land in my lap that's going to be in an ideal location. Actually, no, I take that back. It's already in my lap. We're already under due diligence for um, a really amazing customer of ours. We were on the buy side. And um, this is a really interesting family success story. Uh, it's a family that came from the circus, from the Ringling Brothers Circus. And they got out entrepreneurial. <laughs> and started their own um, RV sales and service center. And they have outgrown their leased location, busting up the seams. And he happened to call me on a Saturday afternoon on one of my other signs, you know, just saying, hey, you know, is this property available? And we got to talking and I'm like, that property is not the property for you. Like that one is not the right one. And I said, if you don't mind, would you allow me to see what I could hunt up? Let me go hunting. And he said, sure. So, you know, you get past the please sign the buyer broker agreement. So that way I actually have the right to an assignment because I'm going to go knock on doors or go call people that have no listings up that may not have any representation. But we did. We found out we are accumulating. It's an assemblage package of about five lots that we assembled. And um, when it's all said and done, it's going to be a beautiful location. It's going to meet that family's dreams because it's a family business. And it's right off of I-4, which is a major interstate here um, north of Orlando. And so it's going to change the trajectory of this family's future 100%. It's their money. They're doing the development. They're doing the investment. But I get to have one small little piece in that story. And that was I picked up the phone. I answer my phone calls all the time whenever I can. I help people whenever I can. And it doesn't matter if it's a small property or somebody who's, you know, in a situation like I was when I just had my kids and looking for a place to lease, like I'll help them. And I just know that God gave me an exponential amount of knowledge. Like literally I have school, that's going to sound arrogant, but I have gone head to head with a couple of pretty smart people who have law degrees and said, but however, because I know what I know from teaching this stuff over and over and over again, the fundamentals don't change. And so I love being a property rights advocate. And, you know, it's just one of those things. I just don't back down from a challenge. Hey, no, I have friends who have, who were lawyers, contract lawyers who said they stepped into get their real estate license specifically because it makes passing the exam a lot easier that they have that background. Uh, so I now have a story that corroborates that. But before I go <laughs> any further and we push it any further, I'd love to let Jason chime in because I know he's been sitting there just like listening and I know that he can relate to a lot of what you're saying in a lot of ways. Yeah, let's rewind um, because there's a really important life lesson here when it comes to business and life, right? 
because I can't even count the times of other business owners that I've worked with in the past that their businesses were born out of sheer necessity, right? Because there was no choice. There was no choice. It was either I got to do this or my kids aren't going to eat, right? And then by happens chance, they built empires out of it, right? And some of them got the opportunity to stick some fingers and some wounds along the way too. But the, the, the point there is you took nothing and made everything, right? And you're creating your own journey, right? I always say it's, it's, it's not about the destination, it's about the journey, right? Because um, if you focus on the destination, then we lose track of the whole journey and then it isn't fun. Um, but what you got to build in the meantime, by, and also still holding on to that very fundamental thing from so long ago and every year making that conscious effort to go, I got to renew that license. <laughs> that CDL license. <laughs> you know, the last go round, the last go round, I was so busy. I have been so busy. I've been late with, you know, all sorts of things. I was late for renewing my driver's license. <laughs> so then I had to pay extra money. And then I, I had to go CDL. get the health certification checkup that cost extra money at the end uh, of the day. Like I really had to commit to that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and at this point, my dad's now retired. And um, now it's just out of honor to him. You know, yeah. it, it really is because it's one of the most cherished moments that I will forever and ever and ever just be fondly appreciative of. No, it's true. There's a lot of heart to this story, you know, and um, and what you're doing. And we sort of, you know, glossed over and really jumped at warp speed as to the the learning curve that took place and the amount of effort mm -hmm. it really took. You know, we basically like wrote a tweet about it as opposed to actually undergoing all the ups and downs and all the what ifs. And I'm not sure if this is going to work moments, but we know they were there. We know there was peaks and valleys. And uh, you've come out on top, now helping others, doing what entrepreneurs do best when they finally get some successes. They almost immediately start giving back. It's all, and it's almost the hallmark of a of a, of a true, well-rounded entrepreneur is that as soon as they can, they start giving back, and 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 never looking back at what life could have been or should have been because now they're on the straight and narrow path that they're developing. So for me, I want to roll out the red carpet for you to find out like, what are you working on now that people should know about and how can they get in touch with that? So that's a really, what am I working on now? I got so much in the hopper. You know what I really need? Uh, this is an honest to goodness thing because what we did skip over was all of the tears all of the moments that I woke up and I'm like, I, who am I? I, who am I? I'm nobody. Like literally I'm not a hustler. I, I'm not. It's, I just, I analyze numbers. I look at things that I'm, what I really need is how to balance. I need from our group and other people who've been there and now they're scaling. I've already been white knuckling it. Right. I'm already been like, 
at the end of every day. I'm already doing 15, 18 hours a day still consistently. I'm 50 almost. I'm tired. I need a vacation so bad. You have no idea. I don't even know how to take a vacation. I, I don't know. And so I put, I put myself like, and then I joined this crazy group and there are like, ping, 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 things coming. And I'm like, I can't even, but it seems <laughs> like they're having a whole lot of fun. And I need to know how to get from this side of the fence to that side of the fence. Cause I, if I could have told my younger self, like my earlier self, you're going to be just fine. Like people would tell me that then, but I couldn't, I had no faith in anything more than what I could actually see. And now I'm being challenged to like believe in things that I cannot see because I'm seeing it on the other side and it's time to have fun and it's time to be more light and cheery. And I'm really calling into my future people with comedy because I'm a little too serious. So we can get a little, it's fine. I want to, how do I get there? I want to, I want on the other side, knock, knock, let me in please. Hey, no, I, I, I love that you opened up like that. Um, many, many people would never, right. Like, uh, like, and that's why they end up stuck where they're, where they are. Um, you know, Jason in particular is like the master of scaling and like helping people find a way to like <laughs> move that over where it needs to be. So you can maximize where you want to be. Right. Um, and one of one of the only things I could ever offer uh, in consolation to that is I once read something that invited me to create what's called a meaning menu, right? Where you just draft out things that seem meaningful to you in all sectors of your life, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, right? Just little things you could pick off a menu and uh, so that you don't have to think about it. It's called thinking designed, right? So you look at it and, instead of, and you just pick one and you go and do that thing uh, that would normally be something that isn't related to your work at all. And if you do that, the very pursuit of doing it, like things that you know are meaningful to you, that you have a hunch, it may not always create meaning, but even the fact that you are making the effort to create the meaning can be meaningful, right? And that's living life on purpose. That's what I would suggest to you, just because uh, because uh, you opened up in that way. That's something that I try to work on pretty regularly myself. Uh, not always to get good success, but it's better than not doing anything at all. Right. Uh, Jason. It is. is. I mean, it's all, it's all a, you know, I don't know. I've said this quite a few times today, so it might be a little repetitive, but, but people talk about work-life balance, right? It doesn't exist. It's not a thing. It really isn't. Thank you. It really doesn't. Especially if you love what you do. Right. Sorry. No, it's true. No, it's true. But what there is, is there's a marriage of the two, right? It's a combining of the two things. It's not about balancing. It's about careful orchestration, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's like a symphony, right? If if the, what do you call the guy up there? The conductor conductor up there is up there and then all of a sudden a mosquito hits his ear and he goes, oh, 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 right now the, there goes the clarinets are all going their own <laughs> way. Right? So, you know, life and work are very much like a symphony. You have to figure out, you know, the, the percussion is over here. The, 
you know, the flutes and the saxophones and the violins and all that. You're, you're taking all of that and building this beautiful music with it. Well, life and business is very much the same. Mm-hmm. You're building music, right? And, and it's ensuring along the way that, you know, you're buying the right tickets to the right show. right you buy the right tickets to the right show and that show is the show that you want it to be on the other side right that's what you have to craft you have to craft that and know it's the getting there part that's the challenge and showing up for yourself it is it is absolutely but hey, if you've been able to do what you've done, that that's mm-hmm. not going to be impossible for you. <laughs> it isn't. I don't I, know. I, I, I could spend tw- I could spend twenty minutes with you, and we can probably fix quite a few of your your uh, fears. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> probably, sure. I'm. I've been blessed with a gift of boldness. You know, I'm not. I'm not afraid to go physically you know, jump out of an airplane. That's so much fun. You know, not afraid to go challenge myself physically and go, you know, all those mud runs. Have you ever done one of those mud runs? Like you start out all (laughs) prim and proper, your hair's in these beautiful braids and you're like, got just the right thing on. And you're like, I'm going to go do this. And by the end, you are mud from head to toe. Your hair is like all like, and, and you like literally go, oh my goodness. And you're drinking a beer, having a good old time with everybody else or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, is your beverage. But like, those are, those are fun and easy. I miss that. Um, I think that one of the things I wanted to partner back on though, that you made a comment, like I did this all by myself. I didn't, I didn't, not one bit of my success came just from me. It came from somebody else who was a blip in my lifetime for a moment, but they gave me the word of encouragement that I needed to make it one more day. Just one more day. Sometimes that's all you get. It's just one more day. I'm going to get all like, you know, I get all hot flashes now too. But You know, there's, there was an individual in particular who really pushed me to get my broker's license. I mean, I, I didn't really care to see my face on a sign. Like, you know, looking back, I didn't have enough respect for residential agents who just sell homes. There's no just selling homes. Those people really have to hustle like day and night. They have to hustle. I did not give them enough respect. And he just really pushed me though. He's like, cause I didn't, I didn't do that kind of work. I did business brokerage is how I started out. I chose to climb Mount Everest instead of do the easy stuff that actually gets cash, which is residential. But it was somebody who just said, Trisha, what are you going to do? Are you, you know, you don't have a college degree. Step up and be a professional. You're a broker. Go get your broker's license. And at the same time, I found out I could get my instructor's license. It just really married itself really well. And if I, that, if I could do anything, um, it would be just doing more teaching because there's those moments that when you know, like, you know, something and you do expose yourself and yes, we happy to make a fool of myself as long as it's educational for somebody, but somebody's going to get 
touched or well, not touched in an appropriate way, but they're going to get touched in the right <laughs> way. <laughs> you know? But they're going to leave there with something you are good. Hilarious. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm picking up what you're putting down. <laughs> oh, no, there's just so Never much, so much part to the way that you operate. And I can't thank you enough for opening up even more and, and sharing things like that because, uh, this could be an episode that changes someone's life in the very same way that you were alluding to in that moment where you were mm-hmm. hearing those words. And you just never know. You never know where this message in a bottle ends up, you know? And that's what this episode is. And so, with that, you've already addressed a, a lot of important things uh, in regards to speaking to the younger self and, and things of that nature. So, before I move forward to the grand finale, I want to check in with Jason because this is just that kind of conversation. Yeah, it's it's a it's a really a you know it's a fantastic story of of the sheer will to have to survive. Right. And, you know, I think most business owners, if you like dig back in their past, way back in their past, right. They have very similar, similar experiences, right. In their lives where there was difficulties, there was something caused them to take an action to do something different, right? For me, it was the military. Spent 23 years in the military. It's all I knew. And then it was like, well, this is over, right? I'm done with this. And then it was, then what, right? (laughs) Then what? What am I going to do? My identity has been that, right? Now, luckily, I did a lot of things along the way when it came to business. So I was able to step out of that and continue doing that. But, but there was the identity piece of it when you've identified with something for so long. And then all of a sudden, you know, you don't get to put that, wait a minute, this hat on. (laughs) There it is. (laughs) You don't get to put that hat on anymore. Right. And and then one day it's just over. Literally, it's like today you're there, tomorrow it's gone, right? You don't get to put the hat on anymore. So, you know, everybody in life has their sets of challenges. And it's about as humans, we figure it out. We figure out how to overcome them. And and that's what you did. You figured out how to overcome them. And don't shortchange yourself now, right? Look what you've done to this point. Don't shortchange yourself today, right? By how do I get over the fence? Jump over the damn thing. (laughs) Just as you were saying that, I'm like, why are you analyzing the fence? Why are you looking at what kind of structure is it? Can it hold my weight while I jump over? Just go. (laughs) Get in your get in your 18 wheeler and drive through the damn fence. That is a fact. That is a fact. No, it's it's a hundred percent true. And you know, um, 
there was an organization, uh, I'm blanking on the name here, that had a, a guest speaker on who was talking about like how sometimes CEOs can be the bottlenecks in their own operations. And often it's because mm. they're like, well, no one's going to do it exactly 100% the way I do. How, how am I going to find someone to replace me? And it's like, look, most people, you can get them at 70, maybe 60% and teach them the other 10, 20. And that's about as good as it's going to get, but it's also good enough, you know? Mm. So don't be the own bottleneck in what you're trying to do when a lot of what you're doing uh, can be automated or delegated. And then the stuff that can't is really more along the lines of the vision stuff, you know, uh, the, the real visions. And there's plenty of room to make that stuff grow. Now, I'm saying other people's words, right? I, I don't know if I have the experience relevant to help you in your exact circumstances. But I do know one thing based on what I heard, I'm not worried about you. And I'm not saying it just like, like I'm genuinely not worried about you. Well, we're going to have fun. And that's what I determined is uh, the mode of life. So at least I get to do something in life that I'm proficient at, and I do have fun every single day. And I do work with some really good people and I have a great opportunity to impact, you know, other people's lives. And so, you know, to God be the glory in what he would have me do next. And if it is just a small little piece, or if it's a platform, I will take a deep breath and I will choke a little bit and I will go, okay, I can do this. (laughs) <laughs> just like that <laughs> you're just gonna leap you just gotta go no this is true um i i believe it's time for the grand finale and yes. uh and, and that is if if you could have invited anybody here today at all anyone who would you have loved to have had here your pick of the litter and why them who would i have invited do you mean into this interview to, to, into this into this conversation yeah you know, I would invite one of my assistant, my first assistant. Um, his name's Ruben, and he is 35 years old today. In fact, when we finish up here, I'm going to take him to the Cheesecake Factory because that's his favorite place to go. <laughs> and let me tell you a little something about that guy. He inspires me. I met him. He was a bagger at Publix, just bagging groceries. He was born with cerebral palsy. He's got the functionality of two fingers. But this man kept showing up saying, Trisha, what can I do for you? Can I do something for you? Can I get anything, anything? Like, but he didn't, he never said it like anything, like he was desperate, but the man was just trying to pay his bills, hand him out. Like it is, there are not enough, there's not enough income for people who just show up and he shows up and he shows up and he shows up and he's in pain every single day and he walks with a gate and that man is rehabbing houses when he can he is dragging stuff out when he can with his two fingers and his big old body and he just keeps showing up and sometimes I call him my stray cat because I'm like what am I going to do with you (laughs) you know (laughs) but at the same time like it's almost like God just sent me a guardian angel that said Not everybody who's here for you looks exactly perfect. 
They don't come in exactly the right shell. And when I met him, he used to get into trouble for saying all sorts of curse words in public, like to while he was on the job at Publix. And I had to teach him like, oh, no, 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 you cannot say that word to a customer. You know, you're going to call him Captain Crunch or you're going to call him, listen here, Fruit Loop, like come up with something, but do not say the F word. Do not, do not MF nothing. Okay. <laughs> that was five years ago. Okay. Wow. Fast forward. He's now managing, it's a small group of properties now that I will have, I don't deal in property management. God bless those people who do, but <laughs> he's dealing in property maintenance, right? So he's got a little bit of income that comes in and, you know, he's learning how to be more professional. So I think I had to call him in here and just Man. say thank you for giving me the courage to just keep showing up every day. Cause when I'm crying about, I just can't one more, this man shows up and he still does one more, 10 more when I don't know that I'd have had the strength. I'm fortunate. You are just a heart of gold and I'm glad that we got a chance to talk and get to know where that gold and your heart really is and why it's there. And uh, I'm very glad that we had this recorded so that other people can benefit from the hours and endless days and nights that you've put into where you are today. Uh, that's really all I have to say. Um, thank you. Seriously. No, I don't lot. have to get him a birthday present. I can just say, <laughs> listen, I just gave you a huge shout out. No, I'm getting that's funny. You should you should start off with that. Uh, but uh yeah, Trisha, um, it really was a pleasure and it's traditional here for Jason to close us out. So I'll let him do that. Yeah, gosh, what a what a wonderful way to end the day um today mm-hmm. on on this. You're a beautiful person and don't ever let anybody ever ever get in the way of that. Um, because you are, you're a wonderful person. You have a heart of gold and I've only known you for 43 minutes and I can tell that. So, so don't ever let anybody get in between that. You do you, you get in that truck and you run through that damn fence. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. It was a pleasure to have you here and uh, really share your story with us today. And it was an honor to be a part of that. Thanks, Jason. I appreciate that. It's really an honor to be a part of people who are doing so many amazing things that, um, like I said, I'm I'm humbled that I was invited and able to be, uh, we'll see, you know, swim with some greatness here. Maybe, uh, maybe we grow a little greater <laughs> together. That's it. Always room to grow greater, no matter what. Awesome. Well, Trisha, man, this has been amazing. Thank you. And cheers. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the War Room Roundtable with your hosts, Jason Miller and Philip Lanos. Please leave your feedback and visit strategicadvisorboard.com to get the latest and greatest business advisement on the planet. Follow us on social media for updates. And always remember, if you can dream it and believe it, then you can go achieve it. We'll see you in the next episode.
Thank you.